Welcome to today's episode of CLCI Live, brought to you by the award-winning and ICF-accredited school, Certified Life Coach Institute. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. We are live. Oh, we are live. All right, here we go. Yeah. Hi, everybody out there in Facebook land. <laughs> it's Faith Lisa land. <laughs> we are here at the CLCI, Certified Life Coach Institute, and we are uh, today going to be going, it's our last week of goal setting, uh, January, and we're going to do crazy, unconventional, weird, wacky, and out-of-the-box goal-setting techniques today. Um, I'm going to turn it over to Jerome. Um, I'm Brooke, everybody. Hello. I am the Chief Operating Officer here at Certified Life Coach Institute. And Jerome, it's your turn. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Jerome. I'm one of the faces here at CLCI, and we are happy to have you guys back for another Tuesday Live. Um, if you guys are watching, please help us out. Brooke did mention we are going to be going through uh, wacky, unconventional ways as to how you can kind of trick your brain into getting things done. Um, so if you have anything that you might want to suggest, feel free to comment, let us know. And we have someone here today who normally isn't, and we're excited to have him. So I'll go ahead and turn it over to Joe. Hello, everyone. Good evening out there. Um, I'm excited to be here. Uh, I, I know I don't show up often, but for me, one of my goals was to be here. And uh, so I made that goal. And I think it's very appropriate that I'm here today. Uh, I'm really excited to hang out with my family here. And, and this will be a fun day and a fun night. So stand by. And we have here with us our grand Pooba, uh, Lisa as well. Lisa, what's going on today? I need the grand Pooba hat. Yeah, now I want to get you one. Yeah. <laughs> Hi everyone, welcome to the last Tuesday of January. Did the month go by quickly? Oh my gosh, so much has transpired in this crazy month of January already in 2021. I almost was dreaming the other night about 2022 and I'm thinking it's too early for 2022. Let me just stay here, right here. <laughs> what year is it again? <laughs> anyway, welcome, enjoy the process uh, of not setting goals um kind of tricking your brain into uh easier ways to accomplish things and uh enjoy this definitely share if you've got some additional tools that will assist with this process and welcome thank you for being here i am pulling up the document hi guys okay so uh, i just want to say hello to Lori prentice hi and hi anthony thank you guys for watching Hi guys. Um, Woohoo. She said, what are your clutter ideas? Oh, well, <laughs> I, I, I don't know because I, I, true, I too struggle with those same <laughs> clutter problems. Um, but we, maybe some of the things we share today will, will be helpful. Um, so these are wild, wacky. Do you guys, the four of us here, do any of you guys already ha do you have any in mind that you use? I do actually. Um, for me, I've always, when I always had goals in the past, it was always like, you know, forgive my, my English here, balls to the walls, you know, like I'm going to do this and this and I stacked and I made it impossibly hard for myself to accomplish those goals. And what I found what works for me the best, and it may not be wacky or weird, but it's almost not maybe on the brink of laziness. It's just really taking something small and just doing that, accomplishing that first. And then, and then just kind of building upon that and building upon that and building upon that. Cause I, I really had a problem 
with meeting my goals when I overly get zealous about them and, and, and made them too impossible to attempt. Less is more uh, for me when it comes to goals. And I feel like I do the big ones first, tackle the little ones later uh, as well is my, my flow. You got one. You stole it. I want to say hi to Francesca too. Hi, Francesca. Hi, Francesca. <laughs> um, My bad. <laughs> no, 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 that's perfect. There, well, one of the things we have on the list was eat the frog. It's called yeah. eat a frog. Eat yes. a frog, which is do the basically do the worst thing first. So if you have to eat a frog, eat the frog first, and then handle all the other stuff afterwards. Basically, um, uh, which is it's kind of similar uh, in the, in that sense, but. It works for me. Me that as well. The other opposite we have as an idea is to make your goals impossible. Like, you know, but there is a, there is a science to it by by thinking like this big. You know, if you only go halfway, you still accomplish quite a bit, right? So, and it's in it uh, it, it it's supposed to push you forward, um, and uh, yeah. So you can go. No, I dig ways. that. No, you're right. Yeah. For me, with my flow. I don't get disappointed like I used to as well. But I would be I would be hard on myself saying I never did this. I couldn't I didn't meet this goal. And here I am meeting them and I'm feeling a whole lot better than I have in the past. So it is uh that's that works for me and and, uh, and especially because I would beat myself up when I didn't meet yeah, the goal. It is to learn about what your brain hacks are. I've gone from the bigger goal, I've gone to the concept of eating the frog, taking smaller bites, steps different aspects, anything that will allow me to get her done. So I just have to know myself in that moment and um, overcome the brain that gets in the way and the overthinking process. And then the beat up process, which is what Joe was talking about um, and move past that. Go ahead, Bert. One of our, actually, you were just saying the, um, the overthinking, one of the, the crazy concepts we have as well on the list is, um, to procrastinate um, because sometimes when you uh, take your goal and you push it off and push it off, you are stuck in a situation where you cannot overthink it. You cannot second, you know, you just have to get into action. And so actually you can use procrastination as a sort of goal setting technique. technique. No, I can get that one because there's been times where I pushed things and it wasn't a good time for me at that moment to do it. And the, by the time I pushed it, it was the perfect time for me to do it. So it does help that, that, that I do agree. As a creative, um, you know, sometimes you can try to force yourself into that creative process and it just doesn't happen. But it's like, when it's the last minute, you can get into it without even thinking because you have to, and it just happens. And so- yeah, I, I find that so ironic. Yeah. You have time to complete a task and it just, it just feels daunting in that moment. Give it space the next day when it's a rush now mm -hmm. and we can somehow, find the way to get her get that project done by the way sue is here hi sue she says um uh, i am learning i am most alert and productive in the morning when i first get up so i'm adjusting my action accordingly that is uh true i i actually find that i can i write really well in the morning i'm not a morning person but if i wake up and the first thing i do is write it come, it's good like it's and they say that too though because you're closest to your theta states you're supposed to be really creative when you're um just waking up <laughs> usually i'm very groggy and kind of crabby but <laughs> that's why my my writing is so uh, melancholy <laughs> that's why your cat hits you in the face <laughs> <laughs> <Nick>. <laughs> i think that brings up a really interesting point i mean you 
Lisa kind of touched on it. You really have to understand how your brain works. Um, there's a lot of templates out there that suggest um, how you should do certain things and which directions you should go in and what time, like Sue was just mentioning. Um, I think it's really important now to understand who you are and hopefully try some of these that we're, we're kind of uh, broadcasting everyone. I dig that. You're right about that. Because, you know, I think we were, and this is like that typical, we're raised to do our, reach our goals a certain way. And um, we never have to take a moment to really look at the other ways to do it and figure things out. And the tends to be like the unpractical things tend to work a lot well than the practical things ways are because you know our lives are just adjusting. <laughs> I noticed that there's a pirate walking around behind <laughs> Pirate and our amazing. <laughs> well, see, yeah, we we CLCI, we we rock and roll with you guys, but. You know, we still have our families here uh, in a time lockdown. <laughs> and we love and we have pirates and so yeah. Um uh, my son likes to run around as a pirate. So. <laughs> uh, Lori Prentice says, uh, once I start, I'm okay uh, getting started. That is the issue with the clutter. Um I take a numbered index card and I place them around my clutter, like Joe mentioned, just doing them in smaller chunks of work. Uh, mm -hmm. it's about getting started. That's um one of the techniques I have for when I clean is to do it one room at a time to not like you know if 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 i have a mess you know i get this room and so i can make it into piles and i can move it into the next room but i do not leave this room until this room is clean because then you get distracted and it's too much and it's overwhelming <laughs> um it would make so. me crazy if i stayed in one room i have to move between the different rooms while cleaning yes yeah <laughs> no i have to, i do one room at a time and i start like usually in the furthest part of the house and i work my way through <laughs> yeah i do the, i do the book approach on that one yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, so you're saying I should do the slides for my presentation on Friday morning with procrastinating. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little terrifying. That, well, that, that brings me to another thing we have on the list, which is kill your deadlines, yes. which is basically if your deadline is Friday, set, make it a week before that, make that your deadline, you know, just change your, 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 your personal deadline to much, much earlier. So then that way you have some flexibility there, but you have to really commit to it at that point. Actually, um, I do do that. And it do do. I he do said do do. do. <laughs> <laughs> and it really functions well for me. If I, it's like setting the clock five minutes fast, any brain hack I can do for myself that gets me in that phase of completing the task sooner like we were talking about making it an emergency so if i see the deadlines a week before then i just make sure to get it done <laughs> except for my taxes <laughs> uh, and then uh, one of the things mentioning what jerome mentioned you know just coming up with your own plan um that's one of the things we have on the list too, which is don't be smart, be you. Like you don't have to do smart goals exactly as smart goals. You can come up with your own process and work it, um, whatever that is that works for you. Um, uh, I wanna share the crazy, this crazy like science backed hack um, goal setting technique. Uh, Cause it's kind of, it is, it's madness. Um, so this is a it's backed by science they say you're going to need to pick whatever you want to do so jerome what's you what do you pick something that will be a, a routine thing for you um membership at the gym would be men so well, then it would be going to the gym right because yeah. it's a regular thing um so you would take that you pick a time that you're going to go to the gym every day um hope early 
not much of a morning person, but uh, we'll, we'll say six. That's more realistic, probably. Uh, AM or PM? <laughs> PM, okay. Um, so 6 PM every day, you, you've picked your thing, you pick the time, now you're gonna get a crisp $100 bill. <laughs> brand new beautiful $100 bill and it, you can actually do different denominations it just the 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 it hurt it has to hurt yeah exactly it has to it, so if it has to be five $100 bills if it has to be $5 bills whatever is going to really kind of you know oh <laughs> um you got to get that and then you get a lighter and a calendar like a wall calendar <laughs> saying that out loud hurts me <laughs> yeah you take you take the money um you clip it to the calendar and of course you put the time each day on the calendar you clip it to the calendar and you set the lighter right near it like right underneath it and you take a moment and you commit it's the burn or burn i either do this every day or i light that money on fire and while with the disclaimer is we know we're not supposed to light money on fire yes we've got to create the burn <laughs> On, on some way that's going to hack we're trying to hack that the brain yeah to, to really get into the process of what it is that we want to accomplish it uses loss aversion because we so it, we're, we're basically using you're either moving away from pain or towards pleasure and in this in this instance we're, we're moving away from pain by so that's what it does psychologically also we as human beings tend to um like instant gratification we're short, we do, a lot, a lot of our decisions are short-term thinking, not long-term thinking. And this is a, a way with the aversion that keeps you on that long-term thinking path because you're, you might not be thinking about, oh, well, a month in the gym, I'm going to feel really good. Uh, I'm going to look really good. But right now in this moment, I'm tired. But that, that keeps you from thinking that short-term satisfaction that eat the cookie now when you could have the, you know, amazing whatever you want later they, there's studies like if i said to uh, joe do you if i gave you 500 dollars today or 505 dollars tomorrow which would you take i would probably say the 500 dollars today yeah yeah they, they actually did an experiment with um young younger children i want to say it was they were six-year-olds so first grade range and um it was with marshmallows they could get a marshmallow today or they could get marshmallows tomorrow uh, and that was kind of an interesting experiment i don't remember the name of it but it, it followed through with success and how successful they kind of followed those kidlets through um, they were at completing their tasks and goals and a lot of the but, but what did they choose they chose the marshmallow today right some of them did and some of them didn't oh okay <laughs> yeah, so kind of dependent on who they were and how they were. I mean, there was a lot of different factors in that. But the idea is if we can teach ourselves to put off that immediate gratification, that also builds our, you know, it's all coming back to even what we're talking about is that resilience, that resilience to be able to bounce back and build from there. Um, uh I'm I just I'm total blank in the right <laughs> like, puppies are dancing and goats are wearing pajamas and that's all that's going on in my head at the moment. <laughs> A lot of the times when we're trying to create this change, imagining ourselves in that place already. Mm -hmm. oh, that's the, huge. Yeah. A, a lot of even our football teams, we're gonna have Super Bowl coming up soon. 
our football teams are utilizing that. Imagine the win. Imagine you already have it. Imagine and recreate it what you're in your real life in this moment that you already have it. Yeah, that's something I've used. That, that, that vision aspect, I found myself using it a lot as I've gotten older. Because when I was young, I didn't care. <laughs> I, I didn't care. I didn't care if I ended up at that goal or not. You know, you're like, eh, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't. But when I feel like I'm getting older, though, you do see that vision. You do see that picture, that goal, and you find yourself going to bed with that thought. You wake up at that, in the morning with that thought, and um, that one is that one's something I, I do myself. That's definitely. the act as if. Act as if you've already got it. Like act mm -hmm. as if you've already and, and visualize that and and behave and be the person that's already done this, and then mm -hmm. we'll get to do it. Well, and that's what sales people do. Like, you know, you're going to go buy a car. What, this, what is the first thing that they have you do is sit in this driver's seat, like you own it, take you for a spin. How do you feel in that seat? So they're going to talk to you about emotional things and have you visualize even while you're um, living that uh, moment in the car that's not yours yet. Uh, so Lori Prentice says uh, this, it was, it's the Stanford marshmallow experiment you were speaking of. They tracked those kids levels of success later and the ones with the impulse control pushed the marshmallow and pushed them away or got up and played to wait minutes until they could get the second marshmallow the next day. Those, those who could wait it out had a longer, a better, more success in their lifetime, essentially. The ones that were capable of saying, okay, I can wait tomorrow for my marshmallows. They, they later in life proved to be ones who achieved more success because they were able to do long-term thinking. Yeah. There was another study with kids along that similar concept um, with uh, getting the prize that they've always wanted. So what is the newest thing that Xbox Five or whatever is out today? Let's pretend like I know. <laughs> these were children from families who were not at all well-to-do. So they were struggling families. And then the other option was a gift for their mom, this amazing diamond necklace or something for their mom. And hands down, I'm starting to get emotional, hands down the kids chose for their mom. And I thought, Oh, what a wonderful! Experience. What good kids! Yeah. <laughs> the good ones that kids. didn't, though, we want them out. They're they're. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, you know, I don't know. It's an Xbox Five. <laughs> but harnessing that yeah. emotion and harnessing that ability to choose for others and to choose later—that's going to help us in that resilience. Again, going back to resilience and moving forward. Yeah. Do you blame the mom or the kid? <laughs> Wow. I oh, know I took it there. I'm sorry. Hey, yeah. <laughs> By the way, going back to the visualization thing, something else you can do is to actually, and this is like vision boarding, but if you actually take the time to draw out your vision or even write it out in cursive, um, you, and it, cursive is important, but the actual act of doing those things actually improve mental cognition. It makes you attached to it. It does all kinds of things. And, and it really, um, it gives you an, a, a deeper, I guess, attachment to your goal and its outcomes by oh. doing those things. Yeah. It's so it's a little hack these days. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's our uh, big script. So is there a hack for them who don't write script? Um, it, I would be to draw it, to draw it out. Draw it out. Okay, that works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so here's one that's, that might be kind of controversial. Chase rejection chase rejection so like set a goal 
and set a rejection goal. Like I'm going to do this, but I'm going to be trying so hard at it that, that people, I get used to people saying no to me, but I'm still working and I'm still going. And you, yeah. it actually says in this, set a goal to collect X amount of rejections. Like, so of whatever that may be, and that you can apply this to if it was working out, right? I'm going to, I'm going to do so many reps, but set it so impossible that you don't make it right. But it, you, but I'm going to keep going and it'll, you'll keep, you'll build each time. Right. It's this. And so it, there is, that's the science there is that you get used to hearing no, it builds your resilience as well. Um, I understand the no and that I can see how that would work for me. The other one putting 10,000 sit-ups and I do five, that's, that's not going to help you. Uh -uh. I am so again, know what will work for you and what won't. Not everything is designed for you specifically. It's no researching and you know the um go ahead the, what is it the the drill sergeant in um uh, full metal jacket the one that's like cursing at the, yeah. <laughs> in the whole movie if i have that i'm on it because like i call me tell me i can't do something tell me i can't have something tell me no and that will be the thing that i want I mean, I will do anything possible. So, like, um, so I actually thrive in that sort of critical environment. I really like criticism, and um, because it does push me to to be better, it does push me to go further. Um, I had a professor in college that I it was my first time I ever took art class. I'd never taken art class, and he was so mean to me the whole class and so critical. And at the end of the class, he sat down and he said, "The only reason I did that is because you were the only student in the class that could make it as an artist." And I was so touched, but it did push me. And I think if he had just been like, yeah, you're doing a great job, uh, I probably would have been like, oh, well, this is lame. I would need you're doing a great job. Mm -hmm. That for me is more beneficial. I like the, the, I like the thing is I'm seeking that. I'm seeking that, um, but I will work so much harder without it. Like I will work to get it. So it just keeps mm -hmm. that fire you know, in me until I find you're fired. Way back from that. <laughs> and if I don't, I kill you. <laughs> um. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have, uh, let's see, let's see. Another one that we have is uh, embrace your fear of success, which is, this is a big thing. It's proven that people are far more afraid of success than they are of failure. Um, so if you look at what you're going to do, look at why you're afraid to accomplish that goal. What, what might happen that may be good, bad? So if I was going to get a promotion, well, if I get the promotion, then I'm going to have to this, 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 this. That's embracing your fear of success mm -hmm. and, and sort of wrapping your head around that. Um, have you guys ever used that or done anything like that or... Similar, uh, asking yourself just again some, yes, embracing the, the fear of success because that comes along with new ventures. You're not, you're going to step out of obviously your comfort zone, zone what you're used to. And um, this is something that we kind of teach a bit in class. And uh, it's, it's really important to, again, just ask yourself the tough questions um, so you understand exactly why your relationship with success is the way it is. And um, for you to want to potentially be successful, you're going to have to address those uh, disconnects or uh, those relationships. Bianca Stevens says, go in scared is my rule for myself. And my dad used to say, if you're anxious about it or scared about it, it's because you care about it. 
that's mm -hmm. why, that's what, how you know that's a yeah. sure thing right there so other if you if you weren't you wouldn't care so it's not a bad thing to be anxious or nervous yeah so one of the things that has always been really more of my mo when trying to accomplish things if i'm afraid and overthinking it i just got to turn it all off and do that as i call it the blind leap of faith so for me that's the way I get tend to get most of my stuff and just jump right in. Don't think about it anymore. Yeah, you go into like just do mode action, which is that that when what I do with procrastination or when I'm under the gun, it's like, okay, we just gotta move, pivot. <laughs> um and at this it's almost instant instinctual at that point, you know. Um which I don't know, is that is that goal setting or is that act just just in some way to just get her done. Get her yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> I see again. I, I was like that before. Like we're just like just go for it and jump it. But I think as again as I'm older now, I I find myself being analytical for everything I do, every step I take. And so um uh I I wanted to be again more spontaneous, but I, I find myself just too careful a lot. Um, but I, I, I do remember though, when I was spontaneous that, you know, uh, it, it was a great moment for me. I did experience great outcomes as well on it. And it, it, it does work in many different ways for, uh, but, it, but it kind of makes me think about, you know, how, you know, as we progress, as we get older, how we kind of shift a lot in our goals. We do. Move, uh, it's dramatic. It is. And I, I mean, I thought the same thing. I'm like, well, we could do an entire episode on like, why it is that we get more rigid and scared and <laughs> as we get older we really do it's and it's because i think we've been we know what the consequence is right we've lived the con when you don't know yeah. you just fly blindly in it because you you don't know and then when you get the slap in the face you go okay maybe i don't want to do that again <laughs> that's part of the work that as a client we have to do uh, because it whatever we went through has affected us and giving the opportunity to um, look at the outcome that happened before can help reduce that fear because like you said we're becoming more rigid that means we've let our history set the standard of what our acceptance is and if today that is not what we want to do then we've got to work through some of that um, and relabel it <laughs> if you will <laughs> That's also uh, one of the things, uh, tools I use is to live out the worst scenario. Like, so accept that it's, live out, okay, what if the worst thing happened? What if I screw up the hardest? What if it doesn't happen? Like go through each, if this is the worst possible scenario that could happen and just walk it through in your head and then figure out how you manage that. And then figure out, cause then it's not gonna be that bad. It'll never be that bad and you're equipped because you sort of visualized how you're going to manage that situation. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Yeah. The drum, did you do that with the Saints? Like imagine them, what if they don't make it to the Super Bowl? <laughs> anymore. I just, and it absolutely <laughs> How am I going to get through it? <laughs> there, there was, um, a, when I was in my twenties, I'd never gone skiing before. And this friend of mine thought he was going to teach me how to go skiing. So he brought me to the top of the intermediate. I have never skied before. I don't know how to oh. do that. I don't know how to do anything else. <laughs> so he brought brings me to, and I look down this hill and I go, oh my gosh, you're crazy. He goes, all you got to do is get down the hill, follow my lead. And I was mad at him. Oh my it's gosh. It's so much better that way. It's so much better that way though. Oh That's my how gosh. it should be done. And I was falling and I was this and I was that. But the thing I got to say is 
when I went down, when I, and I said, you know, I'm not doing this again with you. <laughs> I took a lesson and I was ahead of everybody because I'd already gone bigger mm -hmm. than what I and would that impossible goal set. Yeah. That when I went to where I felt comfortable learning, I was already ahead of the game. There's a, there's a quote that uh, I have here. It's, um, uh, what is it? Impossible is just a word the mediocre use to define something that hasn't been done yet, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is kind of cool, <laughs> a cool way of thinking about it. Um, uh, and that's, it's, it's sort of similar situation. I, I used to teach snowboarding and I, we weren't, you, we were not going on the bunny hill. You were going down the big hill, period. Why? Because you're going to catch an edge. There's, it's so much harder to learn on a flatter, and we're not sitting in the snow. Your butt will get cold. Get up. Let's go. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> you wouldn't have liked me as a teacher either. <laughs> but I, uh, it, it was, uh, it, it does. You get rid of that fear because you just, yeah. talk, you just do. Um, so, and, yeah, exactly. Because then I took the class and I was doing the intermediate, not the bunny hill. So go figure. Uh, one of the things in this, and this is the set under the set impossible goals, not realistic ones, is to expect to lack consistency, expect that, that terrible things will happen to you, expect to have periods of time where you go backwards instead of forwards, expect bad luck, and expect the worst case scenarios, but expect it so that then you're prepared to maneuver through it, really, is yeah. what it is. Um, it, just have the tools in place so that See, you may. That's, that's a good way of saying it, maneuver through it, because I think, I think when we say expected, a lot of, I think where our automatic response is, Expect it so when you do, you fail, you're not a, like upset when you fail. But I just love that turn of, of events where you said, so we can adjust yourself to it. Instead. Yeah. Because I would have, yeah. It's not a failure. It's not a mistake. It's a learning opportunity and an, an, an ex, a chance for accelerated growth. <laughs> That's yeah. what it is. Um, really, I mean, but that is, it's, it's a learning opportunity. It's, oh, wait, okay, this happened. We don't want that to happen again. What do we do? We, we go this way instead. And we, we try this and that's, it's just, life is uh, my dad again this I'm channeling my father uh, it, it's a series of, of experiments it's trial and error and that's all we're, we're going through life trying things out seeing if it works seeing if it fails and he's like the only reason wise people are wise is because they lived long enough through all their trial and error to know what works and what doesn't the most <laughs> yeah no you're right <laughs> so so it's so I mean we may say the weirdest goal is it's okay to fail it's okay to not meet your goal sometimes and, and reassess that might, mm -hmm. and when, you know, no, no one's ever told you that as a kid, like, it's okay if you don't meet your goals or uh, you're just like, you're not meeting them, but you know, it's okay. I think you know? it's the, the Netherlands or I it's can't always, remember. It's always but, those Nordic. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> they don't really you just know what they're doing up there. <laughs> Until they're like in high school, there's no testing. So there's no concept that any pass and fail. fail. Yeah. And that, so when you're, you're growing up and learning that that's not already something that's ingrained in them, which is kind of cool. The other thing is they have a sports um, concept is that they are just going to have fun. It's not about winning or losing. It's my dad right now is screaming though. He's like, Millennials. <laughs> Everybody gets a trophy. <laughs> to his um, uh, um, person that was, it's a, it was a, a show that I was watching. He was saying, 
So there's some that are late bloomers that through this process of just having fun, get out there and play, enjoy the process, the late bloomers that would not have been there um, had they not just had that ability to just go out, play, have fun. Uh, the late bloomers were far better, some of them were far better than some of the ones that had been doing it and been successful uh, early on. So again, know thyself. So, and then, so 10,000 hours, I mean, had you guys, it's just, in the, it's Malcolm Gladwell, little thought, if you do anything for 10,000 hours, you can become the master at it, which I mean, I think that's true. I, I subscribe to that. I think that if you want to be an artist, if you want to be a mathematician, if, it's really just about do practicing over and over just doing that building up those muscles learning how to do it and being so committed to it that that's what you do every day for a certain mm -hmm. amount of time um and and i i think the i'm an artist but i've drawn my whole life it was a tool that i used to get through school because i have adhd to the nth degree and i i would have run through like run out of class or just been really obnoxious and crazy if i didn't have paper and a pen and the ability to draw and that's what got me through class and so I think ha had I not needed that, I, I may not be think of myself as an artist today. Um, be, but it's just because I did it every single day in school, every day to get me through class. And that that I think is, I think anybody can do that if they just- So maybe that's, that's like that big goal set 10,000 hours and how close are you to achieving that? Like that $100 bill, mm -hmm. you know, work it down. That's so there's a concept called minimum enjoyable action. So that's like, if you guys want to run a marathon, right? You, right now you just walk. What you do is you, you find the point at that it's the minimal, minimum enjoyable action. So something that you can do in that every day. So if I like to walk, okay, I can walk every day. I can walk every day for the rest of my life for a mile. And then you just sort of start to up it just a little bit and sort of stack. So you can start where you can enjoy it. And then if you start to walk a little further, you're still enjoying it. And then it's just about pushing it and then pushing it and then building that up. Um, but you start with the minimum enjoy, which is that that bare minimum spot that you could, you're like, I could do this every day. I could tolerate doing five, you know, arm curls every day. It's not going to kill me. Um, and then you just slowly go, okay, I could do six okay, I can do this for the rest of my life. And you just keep yeah. that build sort of going on it. That's the same approach my wife uses with me. It's like, I can hang in with them for this much and then I'll take a little <laughs> bit longer. And I'll take a little bit longer there and a little more. And now we're good. So yeah. I got 33 years in, so it works. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> so on the same note, they say that the difference between an amateur, which is where we would start, we're just building up to do. But if you want to become an expert, the, what you have to do is you start with that minimum minimum enjoyable action but the next step is then you deliberately practice working on your weaknesses so that's then the next step towards expertise then you, when you change from personal enjoyment where i do this because i enjoy it and you start to integrate competition so that you get competitive with people and this is how like this is the road to expertise in, along this and then the other one is you think it's a lifelong journey and then what you do is start to set um aggressive performance goals and that's what will take you to the expert level in something so you start with the minimum enjoy you start there and then you start to pepper in these other elements to really bring you to the level of expertise under this school of thought apparently so it's interesting though i i see it i can wrap my head around that um no i can't too okay are you guys competitive does competition motivate you towards working toward your goals 
It depends on the competition. Yeah, it depends on the competition. Yeah, because if I feel like I have a fighting chance, okay, maybe. But if I feel like I don't, I'm like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Here, here's the thing. If it's a serious competition, then I like it. If we're going to have fun and have a competition, then I'm 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 good with that. Absolutely. But let's say it's not, not an official competition. Let's say, you know, in, in the school of business, mm -hmm. the, it, there's another institute down the road and uh, we just got to stay ahead of them. <laughs> Definite. definitely like that's a motivator yeah. though right yeah that's that is a motivator, motivator. <laughs> top security is definitely a motivator <laughs> and that's that hundred dollar bill right there brings it in right um uh there let's see what else do we have oh so this one this is i like i like this quite a bit it's it's um it's it's the meta uh, level of goal setting. <laughs> um, and it's boosting metacognition will actually help you set your goals. And that's thinking about the way you think, essentially. Uh, so yeah, we're going meta. <laughs> um, uh, and what they say, the, you, if, you, if you boost your metacognition, they, I have five ways you can do that. And you would basically put this on a scale of one to five. When you're stuck thinking about some, something, how often do you ask yourself, what are the things I can do to help myself? So you're thinking about the way you're thinking, right? In that mm -hmm. sense, uh, whenever you feel like you're not making progress, you ask yourself, how often do you ask yourself, is there a better way of doing this? And you can you, you can rate this one to five. And then depending on how, as I go through each scale, the next time you're in these situations, you know to ask yourself these questions, right? Um, so then the next one would be, whenever you feel frustrated with something, how often would you ask yourself, or do you ask yourself, how can I do this better? I haven't used that, but something similar in the sense of asking myself that question is to have uh, confidence in knowing that tomorrow when I go back to have the thought again, so it's kind of similar, but not quite the same. I already know it's going to be different. So I'm not procrastinating, but I am recognizing in my system if I am blocked or triggered, as it were, mm -hmm. that I know tomorrow I can remind myself that tomorrow is coming and I know I'm going to be in a better place. And you'll feel different tomorrow. So that's thinking about the way you're thinking. That's it's emotional intelligence really is what this is, right? It's yeah. uh, taking a moment to check in personally and go, okay, wait, I mean, is this me? Is this, wait, is this really the end of the world? You know, is this, that's that, that emotional overreaction, <laughs> myopic point of view. And if you take this moment to go, okay, wait, that's not really true. And it's again, the absolutes too, is, you know, if you're speaking in absolutes and always is and things, is it really always, is it always? <laughs> um, and taking the moment to go, oh, okay. It's, no, sometimes it's not always. <laughs> most of the time it's not always. <laughs> but there's a big difference between most of the time. But then we would ask, is it really most of the time? Is it most? <laughs> On a scale of one to 10. <laughs> so Byron Katie has this, um, the work that she does and she's got that, uh, it's a perfect example. If, mm. I, I wish we had a sheet, I, I didn't realize we were- I can pull it up really quick. Yeah. Byron Katie, is, is it absolutely true? Is it always true? She's got a several series of questions um, that help you to identify, well, okay, this is not every time. This is, you know, just this moment and kind of works it through. And again, emotional intelligence works it through so that you have less, I'm going to say, attachment to um, that thought. Uh, her questions are, is it true? 
Can you absolutely know that it's true? How do you react? What happens when you believe that thought is the next one. And then the last one is who would you be without that thought? Mm -hmm. So it takes you through the whole process. So we, we could do an example of this. Um, uh, let's see. Anything anybody's frustrated about. <laughs> uh, we can get real personal here. I hate doing my taxes. Okay, so Lisa, <laughs> you hate, do, you, is it true that you hate doing your taxes? <laughs> this is, I'm going to go, it's absolutely true. <laughs> oh, we have, okay. Um, it's absolutely true. <laughs> can you absolutely know that it's true? We have a, hold on, we have a question in the chat um, uh, from Lori. Uh, totally agree, worst case scenario can work. Today I had a client who had gained uh, 20 pounds in four months. I asked her, what will it look like if her trajectory stayed the same in a year's time? Weight, uh, weight loss habits are hard to deal with. Do you guys have any suggestions for guiding clients into those tasks? Um, so I'll read it one more time, just so you know. Um, uh, I had a client who had gained 20 pounds in four months. I asked her, what, what will it look like if her trajectory stayed in the same year's time? Uh, so 20 pounds in four months, what how, um, uh, Weight loss habits are hard to deal with. Do you guys have any other suggestions for guiding clients into those tasks? Of course, without. Um, well, I think you had a good inclination with what you were doing with the, what would that, if you stayed on the trajectory? Yeah. Um, and, and I the think other, the other tool that we did a couple weeks ago, what is your why? What is your, that's what I was gonna say. Ask them how they would feel. How, how do you feel now? How do you want to feel mm -hmm. and get them attached to that? And what will you feel like if? Um, what's important. Mm -hmm. What's important and get them attached to the emotion that's going on because- So we're using the wrong word, get them attached. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In touch, in touch. What yeah. <laughs> their attachment is, what is it that they really wanna do? Are they accepting themselves today? Mm -hmm. um, this also can move into therapy so it's a it's a fine line to stay on the coaching side and really just get into the uh, questions and the discovery questions and the digging in of how that client is feeling today mm -hmm. what support that client's going to need moving forward um what can the client put into place we are projecting too because it doesn't necessarily say in Lori's question that that gaining 20 pounds is a bad thing because this yeah. could be a situation where that was something they wanted and we're just projecting that yeah. it was a bad thing sure. um maybe the client was really underweight <laughs> uh so i mean but in truth it doesn't this is a us projecting at the same time too just to point that out um uh which is why it's that how do you feel is so important right because then we need to know how they feel about getting the 20 pounds before we can know how to proceed with anything. Yeah, right? I, I, this is really a case of we really need to know more details about the coaching session than what what's here. But just going with what's here, there's just there's more foundation to set before even getting into the trajectory of um, where they see themselves. Mm -hmm. If this was the same. Mm -hmm. So uh, the the answer, Lori, would be to ask more questions. <laughs> she says, thank you. That makes sense. So, um, uh, I wanted to, which, so here, one of our other goals, which is similar, which I was going to bring up was getting to the why, getting to that meaning, getting, getting attached to the emotion and even not even setting goals. Don't set goals at all. Isn't a crazy way of doing goals. Instead, you can can 
say how you want to feel essentially i i want if you instead of saying i want to lose 20 pounds you want to say you say i want to feel good about my my physical appearance and it's not setting a specific goal but it's setting that what you what that emotion is and how you will feel about it and and just having that be your focus instead of setting that specific yeah goal. somebody somebody i'm um, or, talking with they were talking about how they were on a diet every couple of months a different diet they have want the want in their head to have a different but what they actually need because i didn't speak with them directly is to have the understanding of what is it that they want? What's their, again, going back to what's their why, what's their purpose around this? And when they're in another environment that doesn't support the direction that they're moving in, you know, what can we do? What can you do in that replace? So it's finding out that detail, setting the foundation of that parameter with them and other, building from there. Yeah, go ahead. Other examples would be like, I want to cultivate a love of exercise or yeah. I want to learn to enjoy building wealth. Uh, I want to enhance my time with my family. Um, things like where it's not so specific, you're just talking about, okay, this is what I would like to do. Being uh, uh, it light. Yeah, exactly. And then in the same note, uh, when with especially this, go, this is great for dieting because um, I'm I, diets don't work in my opinion. They, you, a diet is how you eat every day. There's no such thing as a mm -hmm. diet. It's a misuse of the word. Um, and, and it's really what, what, what you're consuming uh, is always your diet. So going on one is, is kind of silly. Um, but one of the things that you do when you're dieting is you're creating forbidden fruit, right? You're creating a whole bunch of things that you are not allowed to have or touch, which then psychologically makes you want it more. Which is so, what your argument was when we started this conversation. Anyway, <laughs> so allow everything in moderation. Right, because then, um, so if I don't want to eat pasta, but I allow myself everything in moderation in small amounts, I'm more satisfied as a human being because I'm not denying myself anything. I'm allowed to have it. So I don't find myself craving one particular item that I want it so much that I eat it, eat it gluttonously, you know, that because I'm, I'm allowed to have a little of everything, I'm, I'm more satisfied and fulfilled human being because I'm not denying myself one particular thing or a group of particular things. Um, mm -hmm. So even in a coaching session, there's been a few times that I've used that don't deny yourself. So they say, well, have, you know, I have this thought and it's not a pretty thought in a sense. I don't want to have this thought anymore. So that's denying that thought. And that's because that now, now all you're going to do is obsess over the thought. Don't think about the pink elephant, guys. Yeah, don't think about the pink elephant. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so there's that philosophy. All your 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 mind really hears is think about it. They don't recognize the negative word, and they don't. It's telling your mind to think about it. So that's kind of the concept: is what is it that you really want? Again, going back to the why, what is it that you really want to accomplish? Well, I want to eat healthy. Great. They get rid of the don'ts. Just that's it. It's the positive, that positive thinking. So do saying, I, I don't want to eat, say, I want to do this. And that's getting rid of that, that negative. Um, uh, yes. um, that, Anthony, that, what is that in, in, um, <laughs> in grammar? <laughs> <I can't>. <laughs> <laughs> So it's not necessarily positive psychology, but that is part of the concept is keeping it in the positive and keeping it in the momentum of going forward versus like the I don't, the I don'ts are reflective of your history 
And so into I want and you moving forward. And I want us to do one last one because I, I this is Albert Einstein on this. Um, and uh, we kind of touched about, we touched on this like the whole um, month, I think a little bit. And so when asked how to um, save the world in hypotheticals um, in, in one hour, his response was, well, I would spend 55 minutes uh, what is it 55 minutes um, explaining defining the problem essentially and five minutes solving it so it's a good example of this is um let's say lisa you wanted to you you have you were going to buy joe a present for his birthday but you didn't know what to get him well that would be true <laughs> so the first question the first question we would say okay well why why are you buying joe a present why why do you why are you buying or why do you buy presents for birthdays because I want to give um, and show the love, and I can't show the love, but it's a representation that I've thought of him and his importance to me. Okay, so it, you want to, one more time, because I, I, I don't think I can repeat that. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I love him, but that's not, buying the gift is not love, it's just the representation of me thinking of him. So we, you buy gifts for uh, birthdays as a representation of, of your thoughtfulness for another human being. And then we, but the idea is we would keep going to die, defining and keep defining and defining and defining and whittling it down. Um, and you would make me cry and I want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's those two questions like we've done the yeah. last couple of weeks, which is, which is what will that get you? Uh, and how will you feel? How will you feel? And what will that get you? Um, and that's when you just keep asking those questions and narrowing it down until you get to that core reason for, for your goal or your action and, and narrowing that point of view. So, um, which uh, it could drive me crazy too, though, because or, I, I don't have a lot of patience. <laughs> you do it the other way around, you could have the, that microscopic piece and blow it up the other way too. It, like mm, if okay. I I want to I want to be fulfilled in my life, <laughs> but that's not very that's that I mean, okay. How do you do that? And then that's what you you that's the build outwards, right? Um, instead of having that final goal, if you don't know what it is, and you, okay, well I want to feel like this. What what do we have to do to get you there? Yeah, um, which a lot of people do for careers. A lot of the times they don't know what they want to do in a career. No. So what they're doing now isn't fulfilling. So a lot of times in career coaching, that's what we're doing is we're building outward. I don't need to know the answers, I guess, in that sense, because I agree with you on that. I never knew what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to be happy right now, in the now. And then and, and then eventually the, the result will get me there by being happy. Um, then I will know what I want to do. But I think a lot of times, again, we're always honed on that. We need an answer right now. We need to find out right now. We need to have a, 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 a like that. bias. Yeah, and like we're so much energy is going to the end of the goal <laughs> that I'm not focusing on like getting there. All and that's being, that's that mindfulness, like being in the process of, and that's one of the last things on celebrate. Don't forget to celebrate, like celebrate the little things, celebrate the little, along the way of, of setting your micro goals and moving forward. Don't forget to take a moment and celebrate every win, you know, and because Otherwise, you get lost in the the you lose you lose sight of of the moment and and that that elation and that oh this is, I achieved something that celebration is so critical 
right? Mm. I mean, I know it is. It is. <laughs> I mean, if you're not allowing yourself to celebrate, you begin to start hating the process that gets you to, you know, whatever your goals may be. Um, and I mean, that kind of defeats the whole purpose of it, right? Mm. I've had maybe those. Oh, go ahead, Joe. Good. Well, maybe also, uh, sorry, maybe those uh, little celebrations is something that we will allow you to spill over to other areas of life to celebrate too that you don't tend to think about. Um, well, and then think about the, the joy that you have when you're celebrating. And that's, that's infusing joy into the process. And so it, it's a motivator. Like, it, that, definitely a brain hack. Uh, having that joy be an important piece of it is totally a brain hack. Oh, it absolutely is. And that's where it, setting rewards works. Because uh, just like we can be loss aversion, we can go away from pain, we, we want to move towards pleasure. So having little celebrations, little rewards along the way, is it's critical. It, it, it really is. Um, and I mean, I know me, I've had moments where I had a big win and I had nobody to celebrate with and it was just me. And I'm like, well, this is kind of lame, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, I should be really excited, but there's nobody for me to celebrate with. And well, I guess I'm going to eat chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> that is a sad story. <laughs> a dove chocolate right here. You guys, have you had dove chocolates? Now, now, Lisa, Lisa, you can have a piece of chocolate today, or you can have two pieces of chocolate tomorrow. <laughs> Which will you I choose? I just open it up and put it over here for now, because the cool thing about these chocolates is they have a little saying in them. Oh, That's I love the little, the, they're doves. I love those. The doves, yeah, they're cute. Be someone you look up to. Oh, I love that one. I like that. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, I used to keep ice cream in my freezer and I would buy it because I don't eat ice cream very often. It's like one of my favorite things. So I'd buy a little pint and I'd stick it in the freezer and I would, I will savor it. I will leave it there for inordinately long amounts of time. And it reached the point though that inevitably anybody I was dating would come in and eat my ice cream pint that I have been like coveting and like planning for the day I'm going to celebrate and eat it and it would make me so mad and they never understood why I would get something I'm like it's Aww. been three weeks of waiting to eat that you don't know how <laughs> but that's like I make little rewards and they, I mean it's a silly thing but it was uh it's again not denying myself something I love even though and and um but also making it a reward at the same time which uh which can be dangerous too though how about your hundred dollar bill though yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny how you're giving a came and ate your hundred dollar bill it's not okay <laughs> well i'd be following them with a shovel <laughs> well we're about wrapped up so we are oh, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. we got to check in with jerome we can't forget oh jerome how are you up with jerome how's it been since last week jerome when did you get here you're good um in the process of I know we kind of mentioned it throughout the month. Um, what one of my big goals right now is getting a gym membership. Yesterday, I reached out to my friend who uh, actively goes to the gym. So I'm going to figure out which times work best for both of us. And I have an accountability partner and I'll be in the gym. Yeah, yeah. Happy to hear it. <laughs> I'm Thank still alive, so I'm, I'm good on my New Year's <laughs> <laughs> hey yeah, i you know i set goals i can reach living. <laughs> and they're not ginormous you can do that every day <laughs> and you know the moment i'm not reaching it i i won't it won't matter i'll be okay <laughs> so all right guys thank you so much for watching uh we are certified life coach institute check us out we um 
Certified Life Coaches in Three Days. We're award-winning and accredited. So please, please, please check out certifiedlifecoachinstitute.com. If you like this, share it, send it to all your friends, follow us, do all that good stuff. Uh, thank you so much. And please leave comments. We will be monitoring them and responding at all times. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Once again, this is brought to you by Certified Life Coach Institute. We're an ICF-accredited school who certifies our life coaches in three-day online intensive courses. In addition to other podcast episodes, feel free to check us out every Tuesday at 4 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time on YouTube or Facebook for our CLCI Lives, where we get together and discuss various topics that are centered around sharpening your skills so you can become a better certified life coach. For more information, feel free to visit us at certifiedlifecoachinstitute.com. Until next time, be well.